0: Welcome to Investing, Earning, Living podcast. Your hosts, Marika and Marek, who went from nothing to multimillionaires in their early thirties, will show you how you can invest more, earn more, and live more. How you can go from zero to a multimillionaire through strategizing, diversifying, and increasing your earning potential. Invest more, earn more, live more. Hi. Welcome to Investing earning living podcast. My name
1: is Marek. My name is Marika.
0: We'd like to welcome you to today's podcast and today we're going to be talking about uh, property strategies. There are lots of different property strategies. 90% of them we are doing ourselves and we'll be talking from experience. However, uh, today's episode is going to be for various people, mainly for the beginners who want to go in the property and they don't know what sort of property strategies there are, what to look out for, what to be careful about, and, and definitely what, what, what to watch out for, isn't it? Um, but not only for beginners, also for experienced investors who are thinking to diversify the property investment strategies. Uh, We are huge believers on diversification. We we do have quite a lot of properties. However, we don't just invest in one property strategy. We mix and match them. So they make us and bring us profit, no matter of the situation, current situation, the environmental situation, the economic situation, the governmental situation. The more you diversify each investment strategy, and it doesn't matter if it's in property or stock, bullion, bonds. The more you diversify, the safer you are. Correct? Yeah, because,
1: yes, because you are minimizing your risk. Um, it is very important that you minimize your risk um, as much as you can. Um, obviously each type of investment most investments can be risky but all you're trying to do is just to minimize your risk by diversifying um, into the different uh strategies
0: yeah so if your dream or you are already in property you want to go into property make sure you start with one strategy but the longer you're in this investment Strategy uh, topic. So, property eats a investments uh, investments, but there are different pro- strategy in that topic to invest. Make sure you diversify. Start with one, and then uh, you know start picking yeah. uh, different ones just to help you out and keep you on the safe side as well. Because one work better than the others depending on the on on the situation
1: yeah and also i would advise that if you are starting out that you start with some simple strategies rather than more complex so we will go into the different type of strategies and then we will explain to you which ones are simpler than the other yeah um and we would suggest if you are a beginner that you start with the um, simple strategies
0: it's worth to mention at this point as well that each of those strategies that we're going to mention in today's episode will be covered in individual episodes separately in detail exactly how, when, which, where we're gonna basically cover each strategy that we're gonna mention today uh, in details in further episodes. And obviously, guys, to listeners, if you know another strategy that we've missed or we will miss, let us know. So without further ado let's crack on with it uh, the first strategy is BTL for the beginners who doesn't know what is BTL it's a simple buy to let property now the whole purpose of buy to let it's one of the simplest really is uh, obviously you want to get it as cheap as possible so below market value ideally uh, you can purchase it via mortgage. mortgage um, creative finance, savings,
1: yeah, cash, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, there is always something to do in buy to let properties. If, if the agent um, or the seller tells you that there is nothing to do in the properties, don't listen to them. From our experience, it's usually minimum from a thousand to 5,000 pounds always that you have to spend on the property you know um and what is buy to let buy to let is a basically property that you purchase from the agent or off market or um do you have any other ideas
1: uh, yeah yeah uh, off market we're talking about direct to vendor direct to vendor yeah. yeah
0: leaflets newspapers yes yeah,
1: is where to get them yeah. you you can get the direct to vendor deals you you get from you can get from different places including as you yeah. said leafletting is, uh, is a popular strategy um, sticking banners in the in the windows um, yeah facebook but main mm-hmm. one for buy to let is going
0: to agent finding the property uh, below market value securing the mortgage or purchasing cash and then once you do a little bit of work then it, it could be you know changing silicones in the bathroom showers you definitely need a landlord certificate gas certificate which needs to be done every year you need to have electrical certificate which can be done uh, five to ten years uh, that's called uh, condition and report you need to have an epc report as well that's that's now a must and ideally it has to be if you're going to be renting the property out to a tenant, it has to be above rating E, otherwise it's illegal to rent out, to let out, mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah. What is the common thing about buy to let that you need to have?
1: So the common thing about uh, buy to let is um, is a contract, um, and the contract is called um, AST, which stands for Assured Shorthold Tenancy. Um, and that contract, if you, um, um if you are renting the property out through an agent the agent would typically have a template um, for that contract Um and the contract would outline uh, your obligations as a landlord and the tenants um, obligations and uh, the do's and don'ts the things that they can do and they can't do and the rents they would be paying the frequency um, the duration and so forth so on and and, and so yeah. forth but i think
0: uh as a first strategy, I think that's the easiest strategy in a property game investment market anyway. That's what I think yes. from, from my side. Yes,
1: anyway. I tend to agree with that.
0: The second strategy,
1: uh, it's
0: what we call as an investors a flip, property flip strategy, um, or in American, uh, real estate flip strategy. Yeah. And the whole point of flipping is to buy... As cheap as possible below market value maybe auction because you tend to get quite good properties from auction Um, now the whole point of flip is to add value renovate it refurbish it pamper it up maybe create an open plan uh, do extension do a loft conversion, maybe do a side extension with a garage. The whole purpose of flipping is to add value, add something to it, so the property will be worth significantly more than you purchase it for. You run uh, including your renovation, and then you sold it for profit. So what you do in flipping is you calculate the total total spent. And then if if the valuation of your property after your total spend is much greater than what you've put in, including the purchase, then you can sell it for profit. That's called flipping. And this is quite common and we quite often do flipping. Well, we are specialists in flipping, really. This is our specialty, where we would source a property for a client, uh, for ourselves and for investor. We will renovate it for them and then we will help them sell it for profit. And this is only pure based on profit. Now, all the strategies that we are mentioning today, and it's about 10 of them, you always have to have a backup plan. It doesn't matter what is your strategy. You have to have a backup plan. For example, with flips, you have to have a backup plan. Maybe if you don't sell it after 15 months, two years, uh you then might want to consider putting on to buy to let, which is you know letting the property yeah
1: refinancing you putting some finance on taking most of the money out of the property if not all that you've put in because remember when you are purchasing a property that is to be a flip it is important to have it secured below market value but what is also important is that you do your due diligence and you make sure that the price you are going to be selling the house so you need to consider all the works that you're going to be doing to a property check what's happening in the area what's happening on the street ideally it is good for you to know the area um, inside out um, and and know the, the, the roads yeah, yeah. Uh, then it's much easier to ascertain a future uh, price future valuation because the last thing you want to do is you want to go ahead and purchase a property and then you cannot uh, you cannot sell it for what you would have in mind. You know, you would put the, uh, the, uh, the money into the renovation and, and then it will turn out that is valued less than what you were hoping for so it is really important to, to know yeah to do your however due diligence. we will
0: cover due diligence you know at a later
1: date yeah, yeah. in details how
0: you do due diligence in a property investment strategies or any other strategies that we apply in our lives so that's a second strategy in property investments the third one will be rent to rent which is ideally for people who don't have enough money saved up or do not have an investor to help them out but they want to start somewhere now I'm talking about very very early beginners because for rent to rent you probably need between three to five thousand pounds to start up
1: yeah I would agree with that perhaps a little bit more it depends what kind of a rent to rent you you have in mind I'm talking Um, about the basic first So let's say your son is 16
0: 17 he wanted to go into to property on his own getting his own experience he needs probably about three thousand to five thousand pounds to start his property business yeah would you agree yeah
1: i would agree that yeah. would be the simplest. Yeah, that—that that is if he, he manages to negotiate some good terms on the rent-to-rent yeah. where he doesn't have to pay up front in terms of the deposit yeah. um, and in terms of the rental value because typically... Um, it, it, yeah, but let me stop you there. Mm-hmm.
0: What is a rent-to-rent? Because we're talking about rent-to-rent, but we haven't explained what is rent-to-rent. Yeah, that's so true. what is rent-to-rent for the listeners to know?
1: So, rent to rent it's a property strategy where you would rent um, a property from a landlord um, and you would then um, decide to, um, to make a service accommodation, for example, or a HMO, which is a house of multiple occupation, yeah. um, which we're going to talk about a bit later on. But Not necessarily, um,
0: because you can rent the property much cheaper yes from a landlord who doesn't have money for the renovation yes. for example you agree a uh, basic rental with him you secure contract for five years and then if you're renting the property from him for 500 but you know the properties go for a thousand pounds in the area then you can re-rent it for a profit as yes well.
1: Um, what you need to bear in mind is the type of a contract you're going to be having with the landlord because it would not be then a typical assured shorthold tenancy. It would need to be a special contract, which is most of the time we would use the um, uh, rental guarantee um, contract where where you would guarantee um, an amount uh, rental amount to the landlord, but it would not fall under um, the AST because, if you are then um, devoting the property for a different type of a let, then um, you are not the tenant for the property. And therefore, that does not fall um, into the AST category. Um, it would fall under a rental guarantee um, agreement.
0: Yeah, it's a bit easier if you're a bit more experienced in this type of uh deals that you're doing with investors and landlords
1: yeah don't worry if you do not understand um everything we are talking about um, we will, it will all be out. covered in
0: in other episodes so we're gonna cover that yeah yeah but for the for for the youngest people if you have parents that want to help you out you want to get some sort of experience with tenants with landlords rent to rent will be the f- easiest fastest cheapest way to get into the property isn't it yeah yeah maybe you have we have parents that don't want to look after the property themselves you rent to offer them and then you re-rent it yourself for profit so rent to rent is renting from someone and re-renting it to someone else for more profit
1: so the three to five k. So typically, so you've mentioned the three to five k. Let's talk about it a little bit more. So if you manage to and uh, get a good rental agreement in place where you do not have to pay upfront to the landlord and where you do not give the deposit to the landlord, um, then your main expense would be um, furnishing the place. Would you agree with that? Yeah um getting a place onto a a rentable state especially if you are if you have in mind a service accommodation or a hmo strategy Um, you need to make it appealing for people to um, be wanting to spend time there
0: okay right the next one is service accommodation yep so what is service accommodation first of all
1: so service accommodation um again is a property strategy um it's primarily um aimed at the short term short-term rental it's a sort of a holiday let where where people would rent it from you you can have a different categories of people you can have travelers you can have business stays business people key workers um
0: caretakers
1: yes so they would be renting a property from you for a short period of time to suit their needs. Um,
0: Mainly, service accommodations is the whole property. So it's not like you're renting a room. Uh, you go to a hotel, you have a room with a shower. Ninety percent of service accommodation properties is the whole apartment, yeah, entire flat, uh, the whole house. The whole real estate including the gardener and, and, and the utilities, they use the whole thing so they can cook for themselves, they can uh, wash the clothes for themselves, so that is predominantly service accommodation, which is rented on a short time for the weekend or for one week, few days, uh, business people, holiday renters stuff like that but it's 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 it doesn't involve any contracts Mm -hmm. there are rules and regulations that you need to apply or uh, be obliged with um because obviously each landlord has a different rules that you need to apply by renting the property short term from them uh but yeah it's sort of like hotel but it's not hotel because you're obviously renting the whole space for yourself yeah Uh, therefore you could probably run naked by yourself <laughs> in the whole property <laughs> and it's yours for the duration of the rental.
1: Yeah, and as you mentioned, most of these service accommodation units come with cooking facilities and your own bathroom facilities. Yeah. Um, yeah, and serviced um, most of the time would mean things are provided for you. As well, you know, things like um, cutleries, for example, in the kitchen, Um, you know, salt, yeah, um,
0: salt, yeah, pepper, um, towels, towels, bedding, linen, yeah, everything is provided, toilet paper, everything is provided. And then every time the short term ends, the cleaner has to go in and then replenish it, clean it, and stuff up. But again, this is gonna be.
1: Uh, covered, covered in more detail in more at a later attention. date. I think it's important to mention that you've mentioned that there is no contract. I think it's important to mention that there is no AST yeah. with this type of tenancy. Giving less rights to the tenant, but then eviction does not apply. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. yeah. so what Marika uh, talk about, if you have a bike to let uh, AST, then you have a um, low eviction process, where in service accommodation you do not have that.
1: Yeah, they have to sign sometimes and condition and uh, conditions and abide by them. However, they are obliged to leave when their um, rental period ends. Yeah, and it's eviction much, does not Yeah, apply. it's
0: much harder to it's much harder to look after this type of uh, business because it's a business. It's a separate business. It is a property strategy. It's much more demanding, much more... Uh, there is much more profits in it. However, much more time-consuming, mm. much more management, much more admin, much more hustle.
1: Yeah. yeah, you need a whole team if you are growing. If you've only got one property, then you don't need a big team. You can manage everything yourself, especially if you have an access to like a handyman yeah. that can help you out if things go wrong. But when you are growing and you've got five, 10 units, then it is going to become a proper yeah. business to run.
0: Yeah, from experience, we have a full-time uh, built team that is looking just up after the uh, service accommodation business. Yeah. We have a full admin, we have a full managers. So as you grow, your team has to grow, okay? Um, this one is interesting, lease options. What is this lease option? That's another uh, property strategy
1: yeah um lease option is um it's a very different strategy to all the other strategies because it's a type of agreement it's an option that you would agree with the uh, vendor for you to purchase a property from them um within a certain time period. So you could agree. So you would typically agree a purchase price today or whenever you are um, securing it and you would secure that um, and you will agree a period where you will have enough time um, for you um, to be able to purchase the property for the agreed um, price, the agreed value. So
0: So to make it simpler, mm. If this property where we're recording today is worth £50,000 and the whole point of uh, lease option is if I'm the owner of the property is struggling to pay the mortgage then uh, Marika as an investor comes in and say look I'm taking over your mortgage so you're not going to go into bankruptcy. Your property is not going to be repossessed. However, I'm paying your mortgage but I need 10 years to purchase the property from you. But the other thing you need to remember as an investor if you're going into lease options, it's only an option. Yeah, so you secure the 50,000 pounds which you're going to pay in ten years time. You have 10 years for example, that's only an example. You have 10 years to pay for it. Uh and there are different options because you can pay the mortgage and uh something on top which would then uh you can agree that the price of the final purchase comes down. Or if you're doing any renovations or upgrades to the p- property, you can then also deduct it from the final price, it, depending on how you're going to structure yeah. the lease
1: option contract. That's true, yeah, it depends on the agreement. But yeah,
0: but the prance of it is the guy who agrees to lease option, he doesn't leave it, he doesn't uh, get default, he doesn't get bankrupt, yes. the property doesn't get repossessed, and the the plus on it is the investor has a t- certain amount of time, time to purchase it.
1: And like in certain places, um, you know, typically um, I'll give you an example, a capital city such as London, you will get capital gains as well. So you would agree a price today that you would pay within the next 10 years. However, in that time frame, the property may go up in value. So whatever you're going to be paying, you will have some capital gains on it if, if the property goes yeah. up within that time yeah. frame correct
0: yeah so that's a lease option yeah uh next one that's a quite interest on most people people go into it because it's quite lo- um, profitable.
1: yeah
0: i me personally i don't like this strategy <laughs> i don't uh because it's so much hassle yeah um and to be quite frank it is fucking hustle mm. and me personally i don't like it it's called hmo which is harms of multiple occupancy
1: so yeah, i know you don't like it but this is how you started haven't you <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> that's correct yeah, yeah. but I, I i hate it i hate hmos
1: it's a lot it's a lot of management yeah you know, there's, always ha-
0: there's always always yeah. a hustle um anyway not on the negative on the positive it's a lot of money to gain and what is hmo hmo is a house of multiple occupancy that means it's a house where everyone shares the house it's got to be four or more people from different households that they don't know each other correct yeah but there are certain rules regulations and legislations you need to follow if you want to make the hmo business legal because there are legal hmos and there are illegal hmos yeah yeah which we're going to go into details for example obviously we're going to cover this again and we're not going to keep saying that we're going to cover it there's no point uh, we're just going to do a, pod, a podcast episode about hmos only because that's a big big topic but uh, just on a short one uh, legal HMO is where you comply with local authority regulations and legislations. I mean, means mm. if there is more than seven people living, then you need, for example, two cookers. As uh, so the rooms have to be a certain uh, mm. size per mm. meter square, um, you need fire smoke detectors everywhere. It's it's just it's just another another full mm. one, an hour that we need to spend on that topic it is very profitable because you're renting the house per room per week right so so the gains are very very big yeah but the hustle is big as well because instead of dealing with one tenant if you have eight rooms you're dealing with eight tenants in one house and they all have to have a different contract well the same contract but it's eight contracts instead of one for the whole property Mm. do you agree
1: Yeah. Anything? It can be it can be very profitable, um, but it it can be a lot of hassle depending on the area as well the type of professionals you are targeting, um, and so on. Um, yeah, there's quite a lot of landlords now that do not want to maintain the
0: HMOs, mm. do not want to manage the HMOs, yeah. do not want to look after the HMOs. Yeah. So you, as a beginner or investor, you could rent to HMO the property yeah so you could rent the HMO from the investor for lower below market value price and then manage it yourself for quite good uh, profits and gains Mm. you You
1: need to comply with some regulations though and what you need to watch out for is something called article 4 area yeah but Um, yeah yeah it's more more advanced yeah yeah you may need a license though i think it's important to mention for a hmo um you may need a hmo license
0: yeah it's not a typical it's not a typical regulations and legislations for a normal house it mm. is it is it's a house on steroids with a lot of certification a lot of mm. regulations with a lot of compliance that you need to have mm. because yeah. there is a there's like eight mini houses in one mm. house you could say the risk is much
1: higher the risk is yeah, much higher because it's well. yeah. different people sharing correct and fire risk as arguments yeah alcohol drugs mm. prostitution name it <laughs> It is there. you, you know we,
0: we've been through it so uh but again when you look in at the positive side the profits
1: are marginal isn't that huge no yeah, marginal huge. Huge. huge huge they can be huge
0: yeah, but yeah. you could do rent to HMO. So you could rent the HMO from a landlord and look after it for for profits. Yeah. So
1: that's that's another strategy mm-hmm. for you.
0: Commercial business and industrial. So commercial uh, commercial business and industrial property strategy is predominantly where you have a property and you rent it out for maybe a state agent, a corner shop, an office. Mm a tire uh, place uh, i don't know uh, yeah it could be something bigger wash. as well yeah. right we um mm. i p- have friends where they buy commercial industrial and they just let it out because it's a long time yeah. a long-term contract it's five mm. ten years leases five ten twenty years contracts where you let it let mm. the property out to the business to um to the investor and their responsibility is to look after the property. So if there is any renovation, anything, you, you, they have to look after it. Their maintenance, their certification, everything.
1: Yeah, so, you have some friends as well that do commercial to residential conversions. And that's yeah, but that's a development strategy. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's more into development, mm. which is
0: another property mm. strategy mm. Or, uh, worth mentioning. So yes, you could start purchasing uh, commercial properties, business outlets, offices as we know at the moment everything is going um, online especially with the current situation everything is online uh, people do not have to work in offices anymore they can work from home I mean all our businesses we transferred from office-based businesses to home-based and all hundred percent of our employees mm. not from the construction site
1: yeah, from the, the administration. Administration, the
0: management yeah. side, the service accommodation side, the the project management mm. side. We've got nine businesses which only two of them have to be done outside of the house. All of all mm. the rest can be managed from within yeah. their own remotely yeah. Yeah, properties. Mm. So mm. most of our staff work from home at the moment. We had to adapt. So now there'll be a lot of and is, a lot of properties in the market, offices, commercial blocks, warehouses where the regulations have ease and you can easily convert them into residential. Uh, and that's quite good profitable business to do. It's more you're more going into conversion and development side of the property mm. strategy, mm. which is again another big topic. Yeah. But this is a strategy that you could start applying if you. this is what you want to go. We do quite a lot of commercial uh, conversions. Mm. Um, percentage-wise, I would say 30 we do ourselves for ourselves gains, mm. and 17% is for our investors, isn't it? Through the construction company mm. that we have. Mm-hmm. Anything else you would m- want to mention in
1: Yeah, it's not an easy strategy again, you know. I would that not would recommend more, for a beginner.
0: Yes, that would be more for more experienced mm-hmm. investor. Or if you have a if you have experienced coach, property coach and mentor, like I'm a coach and mentor and I do mentor and coach people, then then I they would say yeah, then, you. Yeah, they can guide yeah. you they can help you because they've done mm. so many of them they know ins and outs okay uh, commercial m- mixed with residential
1: that is interesting one that is an interesting one, is right? an interesting one yeah. and it's
0: also quite profitable one yeah so what is commercial mixed residential
1: so commercial and residential mixed is a typically a property where you've got a commercial um, unit at the bottom and then you would have some residential living space on top and then you can have a separate entry um, from the back sometimes it's very common where you've got uh, uh, the front shop would have their own entrance from the front and the residential will have a separate entrance um, from the back it is not always Um, so the
0: typical one the typical one that everyone listening can imagine Mm. is your high street you have a line of shops hairdressers uh, bakeries corner shops at the bottom on the high street and then you have couple of three four flats above the shop that's a a commercial mix with residential 98% well no, 95% of them are on one title which is a commercial title but you still have couple of residential properties uh, above it that um, is the most common that is in United Kingdom. Yeah.
1: It can be quite good because um from the stamp duty perspective, because when you are from the taxation yeah, perspective. Yeah. Because uh, it falls under the commercial purchase. Yes. Where the stamp duty is much lower, especially up to one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. Um it's it's much lower than on the residence. But it's also good yeah. for flipping because
0: if it's on one title you give you have gains from the taxation which is stamp Mm. duty yeah because it's on one title you are paying as a commercial right Mm. but you could then after purchase split title it and have three separate valuation instead of one building you could have three different units yeah which then for a profit or remortgage, refinance purposes,
1: it is also a valuable strategy to do. What you can do as well, you can mix some of these strategies up. Um, Can you not, Marek, where you would like, for example, purchase a mixed unit um, and then flip, let's say a residential and keep the commercial unit. Um, So convert one into a buy-to-let and the other one flip on. Yeah, you could do that. You could sell the top Mm. one, for profit uh keep the
0: first floor f- as a buy to let yeah uh have your own business premises at the bottom so the buy to let on the first floor pays for the From business the for yeah. the bottom and then you have your business for free um well we're talking about management running, and costs, running yeah. costs for free so that's another strategy you can apply um so that is we mentioned most of them have we missed any
1: uh yeah the rent to buy we didn't talk uh rent much to buy about rent to buy rent to buy yeah uh, which is so, another t- um interesting investment strategies especially for beginners um right
0: yeah if this one is good for people who do not have a deposit mm. for their first property purchase yeah yeah or experienced investor who wants to who wants to spread uh, the risk and Mm. rent few properties and then buy them later stage. So do you wanna talk
1: about rent to buy? Um, Yeah, Um, rent to buy. Uh, You would typically um, rent the premises um, from a landlord um, with a contract at the start. So you'd have a contract um, at the start and a lot of the time, um, you would have to pay some deposit, um, give some incentive um, to the landlord to agree the rent to buy, um, and you would then be paying an agreed monthly fee as, and part of that monthly. Fee can contribute towards um, the agreed purchase price. So when it comes to um, purchasing the rent to buy property, you would then pay less because you would be contributing towards it um, on a monthly basis. So this would help you to kind of build up a deposit yeah. um, that you can then purchase you know, within the agreed time uh, frame, which again. It would be similar sort of time frame to lease options five, yes. ten years, whatever you would agree. Yes,
0: yes, it, it they all have to be contracted. So, yeah, um, I think that's that's, that's it, that's I most think. of them. Yeah, uh, if you know any other prop- uh, property strategies that we missed off or we should mention, yeah. please let us know. You know, we're not perfect, we do make mistakes, we do forget about mm. stuff, we are human, we're only human. Um, please uh if you have
1: any comments feedback let us know on our youtube channel or on our email which is it's um info at investing earning and repeat that again so info at investing earning so
0: that's it for today guys um i hope you enjoyed it if there's anything specific you want us to cover in future episodes please let us know it only gives uh, gives you more uh, topics to listen to it give us more opportunity to give value, value and more content which we love to do and let's grow together let's let's be successful mm. together uh to finish off we love you all we love your work we see you on the next one thank you for listening if you have enjoyed the podcast remember to like and subscribe on your platform of choice